check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. This week we've officially invented a wor- a verb or whatever you'd call it, a, 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 an act. If you quit in the middle of something, you have officially Antonio Brown to something. Antonio Brown with one of the weirdest clown moments. I've, I mean, it's 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 truly just. I I can't. I couldn't put words to it when I first saw it, and it seems everybody in the Bucks organization is struggling for words as well. Like, what the fuck was that? And now we're getting all these different stories about what happened. I mean, I'll tell you what happened. Antonio Brown took a hit to the head back in 2016 from Vontaze Perfect, and he has not been the same since. The guy is truly, I mean, needs help, uh, has issues, whatever you want to say, is a clown. I mean, he's really all of the above, because I think the guy definitely struggles with mental health issues, but I don't think you can 100% just throw it on that. You know, I mean, I think the guy's just kind of a fucking weirdo who's become kind of an egomaniac and maybe the CTA's contributing to it. But what were your guys' thoughts when you saw that shit? And uh, do, are the Bucks to blame at all for this? <laughs> no, but I mean, Ryan Clark's always kind of said it best. Like, he brings up all the stories about him. Um, but I, I guess this is the first time you guys might be using uh, that Antonio Brown verb. I used to just dropkick things like A.B., AB, <laughs> AB run into things, throw stuff. But um, actually, I think uh, Marcus Spears might have said it kind of the best out of anyone. Maybe he's just an asshole. Like, yeah. why are people afraid to say maybe he's just an asshole? Like, it's totally possible that a- Antonio Brown is just an asshole <laughs> with a gigantic yeah. ego. Yep. M- yeah. Massive, massive ego. <clears throat> I mean, watching the whole thing unfold like live was like nuts during the game. It's just like. There's literally action going on on the field that all of a sudden they're like, uh, and over here in the end zone, Antonio Brown is jumping around uh, without his shirt on and waving to the crowd. No, and if you look at everyone in the background, everyone's just looking at AB and completely clueless like, what is he doing? Like, when was the last time you saw something like that happen in a game? I mean, I don't think anyone can recall it. Like in the last 10 years, someone literally just walked out in the middle not of the game. Not in an NFL game. Doing jumping jacks shirtless. And and piecing out to the Jets crowd. Yeah, and, and that, I think the, la- the last time I, the last time I remember that happening, it was um, the Bills corner that played. Vontae's perfect. No, no. it was no. Vontae Davis who quit. Yeah, Vontae Vontae Davis Colts. went the yeah, Colts Vontae, corner. Yeah, yeah. But he did it with the he was with the Bills, Bills. at the time. Oh, what, where he, okay. he he goes in he goes in at halftime and at halftime is just like I'm done. He goes no no like we'll talk about it next week. He's like no no I'm done. He goes no I don't think you understand like I'm not going back out. Like yeah. <laughs> I retire, but, but but he did it in the locker room, so like we didn't see it. Oh, this is a, a whole another level. Yeah. I love it. It's in it's in true AB fashion, out in front of the crowd, you know, just throwing out his shirt into the stands, throwing his things out, and just and just going. I mean, even Mike Evans and OJ Howard tried to stop him. They're like, "Come on, bro!" And he's like, "No, fuck, is I'm done." Is is uh, AB's thirty for thirty gonna be fucking lit or what? Like, are we all gonna be like watching that? Like, wait, eating popcorn every night as every new episode comes out? I can't wait for it. I mean, it, it, listen, I'm I'm all for mental health. I mean, it's it's extremely important. I mean, I I've, I'm a huge advocate from it. I come from family from a family that has a lot of mental health issues. Uh, I think it's something that you know that as a country we need to do better with in terms of treatment. And I'm I'm all for that. 
But I think I've just been seeing this narrative out there that's just passing this whole thing off as like a mental health. You know, he's got CTE, so therefore, you know, you got to kind of coddle him. And so, you know, if he's having some issues, okay. But at some point, you just got to say, maybe this guy just suffers from being a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I don't know. How many chances can a guy get? Seriously, how many should this guy have even been in the NFL last year? He assaulted a yeah. delivery driver, potentially sexually assaulted and assaulted his trainer. I mean, should the guy even have gotten another chance? Talk about a myriad of chances and ruining every single one of them. And then a game before the playoffs on still a really talented team. You go and pull this shit like how fucking I'm sorry. I have no I have no pity for Antonio Brown, I think the guy's a fucking clown. And as much as I admire his skills and his career, I don't think the guy deserves another chance. The, the, the way the rest of it unfolded, too, throughout social media, like he um, is outside, uh, he goes into the locker room, whatever, like orders an Uber, he's outside waiting for his Uber, Uber driver, like people are taking pictures of him out front of the stadium, like waiting for the Uber ride because he couldn't wouldn't go back on the, um, the team charter. Um, the Uber driver, like, like uh post him on his instagram live like ab just in the back chilling um then he posts that instagram picture like oh i'm a gremlin or whatever he says uh, the whole thing is it's well, yeah let me, let me just let me just pose this he, question he went to the nets game last night too yeah i saw that what just chill, awesome. look, look in just chill just hanging out so he's he stayed up in the new york metro area <laughs> yeah so more importantly does ab get into the hall and if so which like haircut is going to be on his statue? Is it going to be the mustache one? Is it going to be one of the weird, funky, uh, you know, mullet rat tails? That, that, I mean, it's a great, it's a great question because this move, out of all of his moves, because it was so public, it legitimately is going to put his Hall of Fame chances in jeopardy. I, I, th- I think it, to say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer prior to just last weekend, it was a given. Now, pff, th- no way. I, I, I think there's no chance he's a first ballot Hall of Famer now. It, if you look at his statistic, team. but if you look at his statistics just in general, like all the shenanigans behind, I mean, he's easily first ballot. Of course, clearly. I, no, I'm not arguing had, that. Had, like, when the best six six years stretch out of it actually did have the best six year stretch of any wide receiver in the league. Yeah, uh, but guys, obviously all the talented allegations but, and stuff that he has in terms of as a person and, and everything. Plus, this quitting on your team mid game. Um, there's no way that that doesn't some some writers don't hold that against him. Yeah, he's uh, they do it in any other Hall of Fame ceremony like vote so i i have no under no reason why this wouldn't in this one as well to so publicly quit on your team a game before the playoffs it's going to hurt his play his hall of fame chances no doubt about it yeah but the, the real question is like everyone can be a doctor on twitter what happens like he hasn't been diagnosed with a true mental illness or anything like this so let's just say that out there but if he does you know before that ballot comes out and he did have mental illness then is he, you I know, mean, first round ballot? You can't, you can't diagnose CTE without a without a full autopsy. So I don't know what they would yeah. diagnose him with that hasn't already. Been. I mean, if you, if you have early onset dementia <clears throat> or different other types of things like early other symptoms, they can potentially or just at, early yeah. onset douchebaggery. I think that's what that's he will probably be more likely. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm probably going to benefit the doubt. It, so we'll imagine, go with that. You imagine them cut, cutting up the brain. They look up. They're like, "Yep, it's exactly as I thought." Yep. He's an asshole. <laughs> Thing looks like cottage cheese. <laughs> I mean. The, the quitting on it, though, he um, he had incentives that he was basically lined up to get that were going to be, for the most part, cake. Uh, eight more catches, 
uh, for e each of these, he, he would have uh, gotten basically a third of a million dollars. So with eight more catches, one more touchdown, and 55 more receiving yards. There's a chance he could have done it in that game, but he also had another week to hit those incentives. So he's literally just cost himself a million dollars with this stunt. I mean, it's it's well, plus, it really yeah, plus other bonuses. It really can't be said enough. The guy is I, I, I've always supported him, to be honest, because I, I love talented people and I, I feel bad for people that just can't get themselves together. And this th that amount of delusion, he didn't deserve another chance. And I, I truly think this is the end for AB. I think he's done. Yeah. What, Who, what side team? are you buying? So so you you don't think that I mean, because there's some there's some people saying that he was hurt. And he oh, go back hurt the game. I, I, I'd, lo I'd love to buy the hurt narrative until he frolicked and did jumping jacks and fucking was was jumping up and down on the ankle that he claims he couldn't go in the game for. I mean, that's clear. That's clearly a narrative crafted probably by his agent uh, post game for him to re recoup as much of that contract as possible. But I mean, no, it's, that's BS. Should, I mean, so he should have thrown his jersey and yet. shoulder pads into the stands, not a sweaty shirt. The Bucks haven't Something. cut him yet. They could put him. They could he suspend him. They could suspend him for conduct detrimental um, so that he doesn't get whatever he's supposed to get for next week. Uh, or they could just pay him, you know, what he's owed in terms of his salary, but obviously won't hit any of his incentives, which a lot of his contract was incentive laden, um, just to be done with it and then not give him a playoff share. Yeah, Here's uh, the deal with his incentives. And, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'd be frustrated, too, if you're in a situation and you didn't have the opportunity to hit those incentives. You know what would have what have helped him get those incentives? <laughs> not not missing three games for a fucking felony. Yeah, like not that he didn't even get you know actually in trouble for. He just got suspended for three games. I guarantee you, Antonio Brown gets all those with those extra three games. Yeah, guaranteed. He might, he might have gotten all those if he played in the fourth quarter. Right. So I don't I don't have any sympathy for the guy. I mean, no. He he was probably already on another uh, one more chance than he deserved. And the guy's clearly just a piece of shit in general, right? I mean, he, he hires this personal chef, clearly was talking a lot of things, saying a lot of things around this personal chef. What happens when you don't pay people around that you that you say, you know, oh, doing all this illegal shit? And what happens when you don't pay those people? They fucking snitch on you. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. So, like, the guy's whole facade has been crumbling around him all season. It's been crumbling for years. I mean, he literally, I remember him landing at Hard Knocks in a hot air balloon with frozen feet, unable to play the preseason for, for the Oakland Raiders. I mean, that was just the beginning of the Raiders clown, of the, of the Gruden Raiders clown show. But what a beginning it was. I mean, that was one of the most entertaining Hard Knocks I've ever seen. Uh, called Mayock a cracker. <laughs> Goes to the Patriots. Oh, man. It's just, wow. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. And it, and it, it, at least he's really good at rapping. Oh wait, he's fucking awful. So so, do you think that Tom Brady will have him back in his house ever again? No, Tom Brady's done with him. And honestly, I appreciate what Tom Brady said though. He's basically just like, guy needs help. It's it's his friend, it, quote unquote. However much it's the same thing Bruce Arians said too. Yeah, I mean, guy needs help. If he needs help, I hope he gets help. Uh, Bruce Arians like I've never seen that in my entire career. <laughs> Gravelly voice. He's like, uh, I don't know the fuck that was. Anyways, next question. <clears throat> but man, just imagine Mike Tomlin keeping that locker room together with uh, mm -hmm. with with him and Le'Veon Bell. Him and Le'Veon Bell. And yeah, now now everyone's got to be looking at Le'Veon Bell like, all right, when's this fucking fuck nut gonna crack? Well, he doesn't have <laughs> a Super Bowl ring, so it was also it was also, also Pete Ben with sexual allegations going his way too. Like this wasn't just those two. There was a lot of stuff going on in that locker room. Very right, entertaining. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. So that's wild. Yeah. I mean, they, playoff implications. I think the Bucks are in a really bad place. I mean, Fournette, that hammy could go at any point. So no, 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 knowing what's going to happen with that. I mean, even if he's back by the playoffs, those type of strains, just one play away from from pulling it again. And I think they need Fournette. I know that they needed Antonio Brown. I mean, I know that. Now they just have Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans and And Gronk, it's too little. I think I think that they're a talented team that can score a lot, but they're super flawed. And I think their flaws line up really poorly against Green Bay, the Rams, and the Cardinals. So yeah, oh for sure. I don't. I know. mean, I think I think they're going to need a better performance out of their defense than they got. Obviously, this past well, that's week. that's their why it's been pretty teams. banged up too. So if they're, I mean, offensively, they're going to be able to. We think that they're going to be able to score for the most part. Um, I I have some confidence that they'll kind of figure out some of, some of what they need to do. Um, but the Ronald Jones injury hurts too, hits hurts a little bit too. Fortunately, next week they do have, you know, a pretty pretty poor opponent in the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, they, they're uh, pretty lucky that they, you know, they, obviously they won their division and that they're lucky that the Rams won their division because I think if that didn't happen and somehow they face off, I mean, the Bucks don't even end up seeing the Packers. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, I it's mean, so... We'll talk about how that's going to shake out in terms of seedings and stuff a little bit later. But um, I mean, w- Green Bay takes first; like they they get it done. They they wrap up the number one seed. They get the first buy. So I mean, what are they playing for this week? Uh, they said they are going to play. Stay sharp. Yeah, I mean they they they, they said they are going to play, and yeah, I think you have to. Don't do what Andy Reid did wrong so many times um, in Philly. Uh, you, I mean, what the Packers have done wrong so many times. For like, sure. Aaron Rodgers notoriously doesn't play week six, 17. Pete, well, I'm, Pete, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to be playing. I, th- I imagine he'd be the only one not playing. Aaron Rodgers, will. He, he's already said he's going to play. He'll probably go in for like a quarter. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Preseason or, style. Or drive. You if just need to get driving and touchdown. He's like yep. Done. You just need to go in there, get get your rhythm, like get on the field. I think it's important. I really do. Just mentally. Like get, to go through your motions, you know, getting the getting the pregame routine, uh, get on the field, throw an easy touchdown to Devontae Adams, and then you know uh, tie up the MVP and, and and call it an, call it another revenge year. <laughs> and you know, with with Green Bay playing the way they did, we and Drew, we talked about this a little bit. There was always like the question was like Matt Lafleur is just trash. Like Aaron Rodgers is that good? But we had a couple moments this year, right? Where we're looking at Green Bay, and we're like, fuck, maybe Matt Lafleur is actually really good, and these two are just great together historically good actually he becomes the first coach in nfl history to have three nfl seasons where he hits 13 season uh 13 wins that's incredible his, his first his for in his first three yeah yeah three in a row it's insane as near as i can tell and this is the one thing that i think that mccarthy couldn't do and you know i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago sometimes being a good coach is, is, a, is being a good manager and it's delegating and trusting your people yep he he lets Aaron run the offense pretty much the way he wants to. It, it's now much Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> offense. Yeah, now, but he's letting him run the offense the way he wants to. He's focusing on making the defense as, as productive as possible, and it's working. Just you know, get out of Aaron's way. And little things like you know, like against the Vikings, uh, people were joking on Twitter, like, "Oh, you got to go for it on fourth. You don't want to put the ball back in Mannion's hands." Uh, <laughs> and it was obviously sarcastic, but what what they're doing there is they're just they were going for it on fourth and just saying, "Dude." You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Let's just clean their clock. Like, let's not yeah. fuck around like we did last year and, and lose that game that they totally should have won, by the, by the way, against the Bucks. But they got too conservative, 
And that's not how you win Super Bowls. That's how Green Bay lost so many playoff games with Mike McCarthy. So it's, I, I think they're, honestly, the, it's, it, the stars are aligning for this to be a terrifying fate for Vikings, Lions, and Bears fans for the next 30 years. Because no, I've, already, I've already accepted like, Aaron Rodgers feels inevitable. Yes, he does. But, but the most, most important aspect of that game, why the hell doesn't Garrett Bradbury get more balls in his hands? Yeah, he should, they should move him to tight end. Uh, you're talking about our elite center, according to Chris Collinsworth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Chris Collinsworth, man, that guy that guy gets worse and worse every single time. So some people, you know, I I do think uh, Joe Buck gets kind of a hard rap because at least he's pretty knowledgeable. But Collinsworth, the things that that guy says, he's fucking, he's like an idiot. It's like he's never watched a football game before. Sometimes people just go after him, like, and it's like some people you listen to just to like talk shit about individual things they said. Kind of like when we talk and Newman like corrects us on like one number of a stat at the end of it every single time. So what people do to Collinsworth, like I think the latest one was was it was Aaron Rodgers, but you know he starts it off. He's just like, "Oh man, what an honest guy," and everyone's like, "Oh, you're fucked now." Yeah, it's, it's a dumb thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> given the situation and 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 uh, like this game, oh, they're great center and and Bradbury. Like, yeah, if you looked at a stat sheet and you saw that he was a first overall pick and just assumed position wise, Bradbury probably the worst player on our team. In terms of starters, he's probably the worst starter on our team. Like it's it's not even close. So, yeah, he's 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 a, well, he's pretty bad. That's because you guys got uh, you can see, it's because you cut Breland. That's why Bradbury took over. It's that true. It's, it is true. It is true. He's he's the worst starter after Breland got cut. That's for sure. <laughs> but dude, the the Joe Burrow show last week I think was the highlight of my weekend. And honestly, Joe Burrow won me a fantasy championship, so he's goaded forever. But Joe Burrow, to me, is is truly just becoming Joe Burrow. Um, the guy is just so fucking exciting. Uh, Ch- Chase, my God, Jamar Chase. This guy, this guy's a freak of nature, and and these two are gonna run this division and and this conference. I think for a really really long time. Uh, it's he's finally becoming the Joe Burrow that I knew he would be after he got drafted. How far can the Bengals take this though in the playoffs? I mean. I, they can beat anybody. Like we've yeah. seen it, they can compete with the best they, they of the best. Beat, they just beat the best team in the conference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, but you really can't say enough about Chase. But like, who knows? It depends on what shows. I think that for me, looking in, I'd imagine I'd anticipate just lack of playoff experience and a lot of youth over there, kind of running into the issue. Obviously, the players and the coach not a ton of experience. Um, <laughs> and I'm like on Sunday, like looking down at your phone, like oh. Uh, Jamar Chase, big play. And then like three seconds later, I'm like, why am I getting the same text? Like, oh no, it's back to back, like 70 yard touchdowns. I was like, fuck that guy, man. I had nothing invested in it other than, you know, uh, playoff stuff. I I think Joe's a little bit of a gunslinger. He's a a little bit of a gunslinger. I think in the playoffs when things signed up, he might throw one too many interceptions. That's kind of what I worry about picking them off. But I mean, they're, they're, they're really going full steam right now. Um, I mean, gunslingers can 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 hit their stride in the playoffs. We saw it with Joe Flacco, um, yeah. even even guys like obviously Brett Favre had his day in the sun. Uh, gunslingers, if if they get hot at the right time, which has there ever been a player that's gone to the playoffs hotter than than Joe Burrow right now? To me, this guy's competitive spirit is starting to come out, and when I, I think when guys that competitive get into the zone like this. 
It's going to be terrifying. I, I would I would be afraid to play them in the playoffs. Like they they can beat anybody right now. Marcus is definitely yeah. right there. I, I I will say like over in the AFC, I think there's two teams that oh, I I think the Bengals want to play one team, which is surprising to say. Like I think they want to play the Titans. If you look at, I think the common denominator here is the Bengals defense. I think we know that the Bengals offense is going to put up points. Yeah, you might have people that aren't as used to in the playoffs. Whatever, they, they're hitting on all cylinders. They are literally doing the best that they've ever done all the way leading up to playoffs. This is just what you want to do. But their defense ranks six worst in the league against the against the pass. I don't want to be going against Patrick Mahomes when my passing defense isn't up to par. Now, now rushing defense, I believe they're top five. So, like, if if it's gonna if you're gonna play a team that plays into your uh, you know what you're good at, I think you know you want to play the Titans in this case, even though they are the better seed. That's even though they well, just beat the Chiefs, and it's it's also Patty Mahomes in the playoffs too. So I'm just they going, won't be able to play the Titans until the second round anyway. So I mean. The first first round matchup at this point would be the Colts, um, who, which right again now, they have a good defense against the against the rush, so they play well against that team. So I'm thinking, you know, sure. I think they get their first win in the playoffs. I, I would I would like them over the Colts, I think, but there's no there's no sure thing that it's the Colts. Uh, the the Chargers did beat them head to head, so you know, depending on how all of that shakes out, it'll be interesting to see. It's, um, you're, you're, actually, you're, super, you're actually you're actually wrong excited. though. They, they, there's no scenario in which if if they finish at the third seed, there's no scenario that they would even play the Titans in the second round. So, um, they, yeah, I mean, if if, if the Bengals advance, they wouldn't they wouldn't yeah. play. They they would play a lower seed. You know, remember remember this is a Bengals team that like against the Vikings, they came out mauling on both sides of the line, come back lose to the Bears. They fucking blew out Baltimore twice. Third, uh, third by 30 points, 20 whatever, 20, 30 points. Lose to the Jets. Blow out, fuck, lose, get blown out by Cleveland by 30 fucking points. Like, if they're, they're a perfect example of like the teams in the NFL this season as far as like so vastly inconsistent. It's, yep. it's awesome. It's awesome they're, to watch. It is. They're definitely a little up and down, but I think that they've taken a, a step forward the last few weeks in terms of offensively with what they're doing. And Joe Mixon has been awesome this year as well. So like offensively, they've got a pretty good product. Um, and I think that that's going to make them com- pretty competitive in most of these games, regardless of who they play Yeah, in the AFC, at least. For sure. No, they're, they're exciting. I mean, I, I think the AFC is kind of a train wreck overall. Yeah. I mean, especially gosh, that they're, they're lower teams. I just think are so bad. Like, the Bills and, and the Titans at a top seed? Like, are you kidding me? This team lost to the Jets. Um, they, I just don't right believe now, in this the Titans team. Are the top seed? Yeah, I know. It's and and, it's and weird. Vrabel's going to get coach of the year. And I mean, his dick's so coming off. It no, is. it's no. He's, everything's been sold. The <laughs> Devils come to collect his dues. <laughs> it is interesting that that they will get Derrick Henry back. Um, although you know it. Are we going to get full strength, Derrick Henry? Like, is that is that going to hurt them more than it helps them? I'm curious how that's going to work out. It's. I mean, he's going to come running like a fucking train. We know that, but it's be rested. It's, it's. I mean, very well, very very well rested. But you know, a Lisfranc fracture. You know, it's it's even more tender than like these soft tissue injuries, and he could yeah. be out. But yep. you know, if he's there, you know, he's not coming to be a. Dist- Traction. He's coming to fucking bully someone. He'll he'll be fresh, but but what kind of shape will he be in? He wouldn't be able to carry the load that he has in the past. He doesn't fact, need to. Look what I'm, Foreman's done though. Like, yeah, he doesn't well, need to. Foreman's that's good. That's what I'm saying. If I'm if I'm Tennessee, I would actually use Foreman early in the game and used him later in the game as you know the finisher. Actually, if, split if it up. Get out to finisher. 
Yeah, Foreman's going to get a nice contract in the offseason. That guy's really good. Um, and he, I mean, if you're if you're Tennessee, I don't think you should let him walk out the door. Yep. Good point. Good point. And him and him and Derrick Henry are very similar backs. Um, so he could be a guy that you know they they just kind of keep on the roster. But I mean, he he could get paid, and he he's I don't think he's under contract next year, so that's going to be interesting. I want to say they contender him a restricted free agent or something, but the, no, they they signed they signed him this year, so I don't I don't know what rules that they, they signed him after the injury. So yeah, yeah, but if you're but if you're under a certain amount of years accrued in the league, then they can offer you um, a qualifying contract, and you would be a restricted free agent. They would have first right of refusal to match any contract that you'd get offered. Cool, <clears throat> cool, cool. Yeah, but no, he is a good running back. A lot of people don't realize he did lead the uh, um, NCAA in rushing yards when he was at Texas one year. So, like, he's a good, solid Who running back. Who doesn't realize that, Trevor? Another, another, <laughs> running, another running back to also do that is Jonathan Taylor, who's also a, an absolute beast. So, uh, it's cool to see some of these guys come back and play. But uh, some, someone who came back and play, Brady, coming and, and coming and taking the Jets out, after going down with literally nobody and after AB piecing out, uh, is Brady in line for a potential another MVP? I know we'll get to those discussions, but how impressive was that comeback? Not impressed at all. The most impressive the most impressive thing about that comeback for me was him signing that ball that the rookie that intercepted him after the game. That was the most impressive thing about that game. Tom Brady can't come back if he never falls behind. Dude, if, and he fell behind big. If, if by the way, Marcus, if you're a Jets fan, if I heard that my fucking teammate went and got the uh, the opposing quarterbacks, I, I fuck, that that instantly becomes my least favorite player of the team. What a, a fucking percent. what a bitch move! I don't I don't give a shit. That is a bitch move. But anyways, uh, dude, honestly, the the Bucks the Bucks game was 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 pretty incredible considering what he had what he had to deal with and that final pass. Whew. Man, that that was that was that that was a beautiful pass. Uh, it, the funny thing about that game is it was definitely within the Jets' best interest to lose that game. I mean, they are set up 100%. so pretty in the draft next year. They don't want to fuck it up now. Like they're this close to the finish line. Just get across. Like, yeah, okay, you you've shown you can kind of fuck up the the Bucks and and some good teams. Like, we get it. Like, we 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 get it. You're gonna be a good team in the future, but don't fuck it up this late in the game. It's not worth it. Fucking hilarious! Yeah, but, true. but but true. You see it so many times. Like a team just Detroit's done it. Like ran a team will win their last two or like two or three games and go from the first pick to like the third to the fourth pick, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, or like, remember last year when they fucking won that game at the end at the end of the season? I, I don't remember who the, who they beat, but it was the for, Raiders for no reason. Yeah, it, 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 it was the Raiders beat them, lose Trevor Lawrence with that with that win, like. That's gonna, I mean, that's gonna was that really for- a bad thing? I mean, if you look at Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, you could do a blind test. They both look equally as bad. Oh, I, I, I don't even think it's close. I mean, what, what? Let's see what Trevor Lawrence can do under a real coach. I, th- I think Wilson is is never going to be a real player in this league. To be honest, he, think- could, he could probably you know you know go to Broadway and perform in the Book of Mormon and just be an absolute stud. But uh, mm-hmm. as yep. far as that, he's he's pretty much an actor on the field, anyways. So yeah, I'd say let's let's stick to acting. I mean, Trevor, if you if, if you really want to be honest, like Wilson should have went to Jacksonville. Like you saw him in the draft, he looked like a deer in headlights. He should have went to a small city like Jacksonville, and I think Trevor Lawrence could have chopped it better in in a city like uh, New York. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. The, these end of the end of the season upsets that don't need to happen and affect your franchise for the next five years. 
it's it's a good thing for the Jets and the Bucks. The uh, what was the most exciting game for you guys? Just like maybe not exciting, but like like one that blew you away the most, more like confused you because there's a couple like intense games last week. Fucking greatest slate ever! It was awesome. Like so much was going on. Uh, then you know what game was like had your jaw dropping the most? Like when it fell tallied I mean, at the end. One of the craziest plays I saw was the Hunter Renfro like catch that he makes where the guy like tagged him or didn't tag him and he races off to the touchdown like oh like he like he like slid under the tag or something like while he's catching it yeah that was that was crazy to the raiders unit the raiders game was nuts i think the game that it just shocked me just because it it showed me everything that i need to know is the cowboys cardinals game i mean fucking cowboys are in are in some serious trouble like that that defense is so good but what is going on with Dak prescott like that guy there's something wrong with him he's not a good he's just not good like he just doesn't throw the ball down the field anymore no he can't throw the ball down the field and 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 they're trying to give the ball to zeke who hasn't rushed for more than 60 yards since week six like he's garbage he's washed up you don't have that good rushing game and you know getting five plus yards of carry what are you doing? And then, Ky- and then Kyler Murray, who looked like a freak in the second half, and it seemed like the defense kind of figured him out in the in the in the second half. Um, uh, that I don't. It, that game just showed me everything I need to know about those two teams. Those both, neither of those teams are Super Bowl teams because they, they just have too many flaws. Um, especially the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are so fucking talented. Their offense is so talented. Why aren't they better? Their offense looks horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike McCartney. Like, <laughs> look at look at how far Aaron Rodgers has come since Mike McCarthy left Green Bay, and look at Dak Prescott actively regressing right before our eyes. It's who, happening who right, that was right a terrible front of us. Contract. I wonder who's been harping that it was such a bad contract to give him. But but you guys said, like, that. it's all started with Zeke. Like, you kind of bow in, give them way too much money. And now if you have these two guys that you're playing, paying fucking top dollar for, and they're not even coming close to producing, like, that's how you start crippling a franchise that was kind of building their way back. And now, now you just kind of hope guys like Micah Parsons gets out of there and gets to a, you know, contender. Like, so, like someone who can actually win a title. Like, yeah, you think Dallas, Dallas has got some problems soon. You, you think there's any regrets about drafting Zeke over Jalen Ramsey? I think there there's a be. lot of regrets. <laughs> that would have that would altered the face of their entire franchise from day one. I mean, it would have been would have been a different story from the get go. Their defense would have rounded into shape way earlier, and we'd be talking about a whole different Cowboys team. Well, what are you talking about? They got Trayvon Diggs. He's got the most interceptions in the league, bro. <laughs> oh, like man. elite DPOY, man. Can we go on a Trayvon Diggs rant? Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, eleven inter, was it eleven interceptions? No, I, I'm you know you know the stats more than I do, uh, Drew. Was it over a thousand yards given up? Uh, you know, uh, there uh, is not a more overrated player in the NFL today. Yep, there isn't. He's he's the most overrated player in the league. PFF ranks him as the forty first best cornerback in the league this year, statistically. Leads the league in interceptions. Picks. <laughs> yeah, historic, historic. We good uh, it, in, in interception count, but kind of an overrated stat if you if you really look at it over time. And honestly, like interception leaders in the league are rarely the best DBs. It's, it just doesn't happen. J- Jalen Ramsey, when is the guy ever? It, to me, if you're leading the league in interceptions, that means that quarterbacks are throwing to your side way too much because you suck balls. 
Yeah, it's got it's got to be a safety leading it in picks because yeah, it's, if, you know. if you're if you're not a if you're a corner leading it, it's just opportunity. It's all it is. He has decent ball skills and a ton of opportunity. Or you're way too aggressive and you tend to give up either massive plays for touchdowns yeah. or you get interceptions. With by the way, I believe you believe he's also given up the most touchdown passes. I mean, to his, he uh, he has well. so he has 11 interceptions, right? And I mean, you look at like. Darrell Revis's prime. He wasn't getting targeted eleven times in a month. Nope. Yeah. The only <laughs> no. the only guy that got the interceptions and was an elite DB uh, in the modern era for me that consistently got it is Ed Reed. Um, but so I have the stats in front of me. I do want to read them. By the way, I gave him too much credit. He's actually the forty fifth best uh, <laughs> cornerback in the league. That means that he's barely a cornerback too. Uh, so coverage stack snaps. He's played the fourth most in the league. Targets third most. And some dumb Cowboys fan tried to comment on our post today and say, yeah, it's because he's getting targeted more. Why do you think he's getting targeted so much, you <laughs> fucking idiot? <laughs> because he sucks. There's uh, a reason for that. 10th <laughs> most receptions allowed. That's in itself crazy. He's allowed 53 receptions. That's a fucking lot of receptions. Uh, 962 yards because every time players actually catch the ball against them, they're fucking bombs. Like like I said this 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 uh, week, he's the Jameis Winston of cornerbacks. He's either going to pick it off or he's going to allow six points. Um, and then he's touchdowns allowed. Line pro bowler. Yeah, touchdowns allowed five, and then interceptions allowed eleven. Or interceptions so, uh, eleven. So it's terrible. It's like he's been covering uh, Brandon Cooks all season. Yeah, <laughs> like legit, like legit. Yeah, legit. If you line up across from him for the whole season, you make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's he's absolutely yeah, horrible. So I, I guess, you know, going into like defensive player of the year, and I've been kind of back and forth on it. And by the way, Aaron Donald sneakily 12 and a half sacks again. Like he he's still so good. Had, he's Double so teamed good. and triple teamed all game. I, the, you know, for me, the craziest number is, is not only does he have the 17 and a half sacks, he has 24 tackles for loss. So that means he's make, stopping run plays in the backfield. And he has 77 tackles, a defensive tackle. He's all over the fucking field. Like for me, it's still he should be like in the, still in the conversation. I think I think TJ Watt might have stole it with that last performance. Um, for me, I'd say the only way he gets it is break. He has to break the record to have a shot at it. Because I mean, Micah Parsons is fantastic, but it's gonna it's gonna be it's weird. Even like even like Robert Quinn. What I didn't even realize how like quietly he's. he's oh man, he's been dominant, well. dominant. And after I, Quill Mack went down, he's been even better. So that's crazy. So, there was a funny statistic or that came out. Um, Robert Quinn became the <clears throat> the all-time single-season sack leader for the Chicago Bears uh, by sacking Mike Glennon this week. And uh, he previously became the all-time single-season sack leader uh, for the, uh, the Rams when he played for them uh, by sacking Mike Glennon. So thanks to Mike Glennon for Robert That's Quinn. interesting. Next man up. I... I- I, I, I mean, I love Watt, and obviously, you know, he's chasing a record. We, we One of the records we kind of thought might be broken this year uh, with the extra game. Um, but for me, he only has 30 tackles that aren't sacks in the entire – like, that's just he, – he's I'm, a non-factor on non-pass plays. You're talking so about I'm, Quinn? No, I'm no. talking about TJ Watt. TJ Watt, oh. like, he has 57 tackles this year Yeah, with, I mean, with his 20 and a half sacks. He, he, he's been fantastic. He's also, he's also only played 14 games and he's missed some of those, but nonetheless, I I, but I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, it's hard it's hard not to, like, recognize that record, but yeah, for me, like, you got to be in this bitch every fight. You have, like, he, there's a lot of plays where he's he, just... He has, he he has three games with one tackle. 
Like to me, like if you're, you got to be there every week. I, yeah. I, I have him third or fourth. Um, I think Micah Parsons is number two for me. Aaron Donald's number one, but Always. again, people fatigue on greatness. It's the yep. same reason like Belichick doesn't win coach of the year more often. Like people fatigue on that greatness. You almost have to exceed your own greatness to, to win it again. Um, and I, I think Darius Leonard's getting so overlooked. The dude has seven forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, four interceptions, and a casual 120 tackles. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an all absolute over the beast. Yeah. and he creates so you. many. He creates so many fumbles. Like, yeah, he has seven seven forced fumbles this year, and and I, I looked it up specifically for this. Six of the forced fumbles he has have been recovered. He's only recovered one of his own. He has three fumble recoveries, but only one are is, is his own. So he's forcing. He's forced like 12 turn, turnovers this year. Yeah, the dude, the dude is all over the field. He's definitely one of my top three. I still think TJ Watt gets it with the with the number of sacks that he has. If he breaks the record, absolutely. Aaron Donald, silent but deadly when it comes to these types of votings. But uh, like one thing fours. I will say about him, though, is uh, the NFL 100 where the players get to vote, I guarantee you he's number one and number two again next year. They always vote him up there because they recognize yeah. greatness. But just a side note, and when we're talking about defensive players, uh, comeback player of the year... Defensive side, just throwing this out there. Nick Bosa tore his ACL last year, 15 sacks, five forced fumbles. The dude came back after a horrific entry and, and still tore it up from there. So just giving my little San Francisco headway there. And definitely not defensive player of the year, even though he's third in the lead in sacks. I feel like you're gonna tell me water's wet next. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, he's good. Yeah, good well, is good. My, you you should good. just be happy that that award's not rigged this season like last year. My, oh, my, well, uh, if Dak Prescott wins comeback player of the year, I'm I, I might just just swear off the NFL because it's 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 rigged at that. Not what he's talking about. My pick, <laughs> my pick for Pars for a defensive player of the year this year is Micah Parsons. Um, I think if you look what he's done to the Cowboys defense, I mean, this was a nobody defense last year, and all of a sudden they're a top five defense. Uh, there's no secret why that is. Uh, this is a edge rusher who could easily drop back and play Mike linebacker. And I know you can't just take into consideration how versatile a player is, but I'm taking into consideration how versatile a player is. His 84 tackles as as a primary edge rusher, um, 13 sacks in his inaugural season. Uh, Micah Parsons, I think if you look and, at who who has influenced and who has changed and who has dominated uh, the their position more than anybody. I I think it's I think it's Micah Parsons. And and sorry, not their position. Who has just been the most dominant defender? I think that player is Micah Parsons. We have we have to remember how bad we thought the Cowboys defense was going to be before the season started. It was like a joke punchline. It's going to be a liability. They've been a really good unit, and it's because of him. Yes, I mean even though he only has 13, 12 and a half or thirteen sacks, I think he has twenty tackles for loss as well. So he's stopping run plays in the backfield. Eighty four. 84 tackles for guys primarily lining up as an end of line linebacker. I mean, compare well, that to, to, to why. Like, so they've moved him around. He 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 has done both, where he's played off ball and and at the line, sure. especially yeah. with with some More of the guys time. coming back recently. But I think that just goes to show how good he is because most guys can't do something like that. You that are that that impactful as an edge rusher as well as that impactful as an off ball linebacker. There's, there's nobody in the league that does that right now. No, yeah. no one. There's, there's not many people in the world that could I ever mean, have that ability. I said it before the draft. He's the he was the best defensive player on the board. He's probably a top five player overall. And I mean, oh, I've been talking about him since the draft too. I, I yeah. he was my early call out for defensive rookie of the year, and he's been my defensive player of the year since week four of the season. Um, he's he's a freak of nature. That guy yeah. that guy is going to be an all pro level like like Aaron Donald for the rest of his career. 
he's yeah, a bigger, I, more durable Derwin James. Swiss Army knife that is that is massive, like built. But can edge rush like that's it's a skill set that people just don't have. Like he, no. it's amazing uh, that he can do that. Derwin can rush off the edge. Derwin can rush off the edge, but not not like Parsons. Not Thank what you. we've seen this that's year. He's so yeah, I think I think Donald should win it, but I think Parsons will win it. Um, Have you ever seen a 240 pound player get leverage on a tackle like Michael Parsons? I've never seen it. I, I, the guy, the guy's unbelievable. He's got a motor like I've never seen. The way he can convert power to speed is is ridiculous. There, it's unbelievable. And, yeah, I mean, and the, he's the a good guy that to mind Is like Dwight Freeney, and that's crazy to say that like his pass rushing comp is Dwight Freeney. <laughs> yeah, pass rushing comp and nobody drafted this guy as a pass rusher by the way pass, right pass, pass, pass rushing comp is just a hall of fame pass rusher you know right casually oh no by the way he plays a pretty good coverage <laughs> linebacker too yeah. no like it's crazy because he didn't do it a lot in college i mean he he rushed a lot in college but it wasn't like he was a primary edge rusher i mean he is a straight up pretty much primary edge rusher but he was very much drafted to be a linebacker and Quinn must have seen him in drills early on in the season, just like, man, Quinn probably put his hat backwards and was like, and then the hat never turned forward for the rest of the season after he saw that. Yeah. And, and Marcus, especially, what, what college did we go to, Marcus? Penn State, baby. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah especially with the injuries to their edge rushers. I mean, and, that, and yeah. another, another reminder Micah Parsons returned kicks as a freshman at Penn State. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. No, that's not even fair. That's insane. <laughs> It's like asking for an injury if you're like a gunner on the outside. Like, no, I don't want to go after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah him and wild. Jason Owe is a, a gunner on on punt for for the Ravens. Yeah, that's all the beast. So Who also uh, went to Penn State, by the way, Trevor. A couple funny things that happened this week uh, that I just want to call out. Uh, the Washington Stadium collapsed uh, as Hurt, Jalen Hurts is walking in. This it's just so Washington. Um, if you know nothing about this field uh, during the season. A uh, sewer pipe busted, and so basically, like toilet water was just like flushing out over people's heads. Um, and uh, also, also players just consistently get hurt on the field. But you know, Washington, they're well rounded. They don't want it to be just dangerous on the field for the players making millions. They also want it dangerous for the fans. Uh, yeah. Fucking railing collapses, almost falls on Jalen Hurts, and now I now that I've seen multiple angles, like a guy actually fell right into Jalen Hurts's luckily left shoulder. Um, and dude, it, the Jalen Hurts legend for me just continues to grow because he doesn't even like move away or anything like that. He stands there, picks up, picks up everybody, hugs them all. But holy shit, what an embarrassing thing for Washington! Embarrassing. I know you're talking about his legend, and I know you're a little bit busy this afternoon. Do you see his letter? It was yeah. no. Well, he, he wrote. So he wrote a he wrote a letter to the Redskins, basically saying. Hey, um, I want to know how you're fixing this problem. Yeah, like, I think it was fan, the whole, like fan, think, well, fan safety was, was Yeah, it was, I think it was. I was an open letter to the, to oh, the, gotcha. the NFL and the Redskins yeah. saying, you know, I was almost injured. Luckily, I kept my composure and you know was able to kind of shake it off. But like that shouldn't be happening. Fans should be more safe. Like wrote this whole letter basically, you know, to division rivals saying, "Fuck you, get your shit together." Yeah, and, and, and it called to action. Like, what are you going to do? Like him and no, then, he's like, I look, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I look forward to you. I look forward to you responding with your plan of action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> per your last email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> so people that were on Jalen Hurts like looks pretty good taking a team to the playoffs in his second year. Um, they've seemed to have found something there at quarterback, and I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he's he's a long term viable player. Uh, I just don't think he's, I don't know. 
One thing I do know is I, I I think Sirianni is a damn good coach, and we all overlook that guy. I I I think I called it out in the offseason that I thought he was going to be fucking terrible because he really really did nothing to show that he wasn't going to be anything but terrible. That guy's a solid coach. He assembled a terrible roster and just hustled to the playoffs. So hats off to Sirianni. And, and you know it's wild because even uh, it was like five, six, seven weeks ago, like everyone's like holding up like fucking signs, like run the goddamn ball, like get it together. And they started. They started. You know, they're leading the league and running. Uh, obviously, yeah. but uh, they've got a great offensive line, so they're they're doing what they need to do in terms of that. Um, I think Hertz is is showing progress. He has progressed since last year, and I think he can take further steps forward. So we will see on that. Yeah, he's a really smart what. guy. I mean, he, he's he's the type of guy I want to be the head of my franchise. I just I doubt his talents a little bit. Um, he gets too happy in the pocket, and um, I don't know. His speed truly does rack up, but but you you've seen him since he's got his lower body injury. Like they kind of just sputtered through that Washington game a few weeks ago. Um, he hasn't been able to, you know, when when he's not mobile, he's just he looks like a like a liability. But what weapons does he have? Like who is he throwing the ball to? I mean, tons like, of Smith. weapons, tons of weapons. Goddard, Devonta uh, Smith. Like, Smith. Also rookie, rookie. I mean, I mean, yeah. geez, they I draft mean, him in the top what ten or yeah. I mean, so yeah, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're It's still young. Um, they need to continue to add, you know, pieces around him. But I think that that's a team that's kind of heading in the right direction, and they'll have a couple early picks in this year's draft. So yeah, and they still got Regor. I mean, he he'll probably develop by year like fourteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just what a fucking dud. Never draft a wide receiver from TCU. Just don't do it. That guy's that guy's horrible. Rager is so yeah. fucking bad. Yeah, we, uh, we did that in back. Joshua Doxson. Doxson. Yeah. Fucking yeah. trash. He's just like a T like TO. TO said he could be good for three to four games. That's like Rieger, but like Rieger is like Listen, 22, if you're, 23 if you're Texas, if you're Texas Christian University, you get to produce one Ladanian Tomlinson, and that's it. Yeah. Like you've spent <laughs> You spent everything. <laughs> Mike drop done. We're good. You can't. Yeah, um, you, you can't, you're TCU. You can't just produce a Ladanian and then be done. Yeah. So I my my vote for the Washington new name, which they, they just announced this week that they're dropping uh, a new name on two two twenty two. They're not cool enough to drop it on two twenty two twenty two. There's going to be some badass dates in February, folks. Uh, but so they're dropping the new name. Uh, is that before the Super Bowl? <laughs> Are they trying yeah. to out? There's like four days before. Are they trying to take some smoke out of the Super Bowl? Because literally during Super Bowl week, it's the only way Washington can be relevant in February, I guess. So more hats off to them. It's it's like straight up like when uh, LeBron made the decision. Like my, it's it's literally on a talk show. They yeah. literally got this uh, yeah. whole thing planned out. It's insane. What what is it? It's Good Morning America. It's, um, it's being announced on Good Morning America. It's, it's, it's something today, like it's the day oh. after the championship game. Please be a troll name. Oh my gosh! Please be a troll I can't, name. I can't wait for Michael Strahan to help them announce it. <laughs> Just please be a troll name. It's going to be bad. It's going to be underwhelming. But I, I, my vote is the Washington Engineers. <laughs> All right, if you ever, if you're ever in Washington, just drive by FedEx Field. Like it's it. There's no mystery about it. From a from ten miles away, you could look at that from a from a airplane, and you'll will be like. That is a piece of shit building right there. It, it looks like it's you can like see the facade crumbling from the fucking interstate. I'm not and I'm not even joking. Everyone knows this about FedEx Field. Like Google a picture of it right now. It it looks like like a like a CGI animation of like the shittiest stadium you've ever seen. It is so fucking bad. Um and 
Dan Snyder, I have no doubt he's going to make the wrong decision on the name. So name yourself the Washington Engineers and just troll everybody. Well, I know in the in the last like mass round they did, they eliminated like two thirds of the good names. So yeah, they're, exactly. They're, heading on a, they're on a one way track to just disappointment. Yep. I think they were eliminated like the Red Wolves, the Red Wings, uh, Red Tails. Should have yeah. tried to keep the red name because it, they could have still made a lot of the like mascots work. And ugh, they're so bad. <laughs> the fucking seats, the stadium. Yep. But the other funny thing if, that happened if, this week is it, it got it got leaked out that uh, the Carolina owner regrets the rule signing. And I, I'm kind of torn on this news. It's funny to me because how awkward is that for rule? But they signed him to a seven-year contract, which I guess I missed that. It, or, or if that just leaked, maybe I just didn't see that. But how do you sign a college coach to a seven-year contract? Like, first of all, you should be embarrassed by that that move. So well, he 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 had leverage. Like there were other teams that wanted him, and he basically was like, "Your organization's a shit show. If you want me to come there, then I need the guarantee that I'm going to be there for a long time." Right. And that so he just leveraged it into it. Like that's that's you know, I mean, their choice to do it is obviously a mistake, but um, I can see why it happened because he also did a similar deal when he took the Baylor job. He actually signed for a long term deal there too. I think it was like eight years. So, well, that that's much better than uh, you know what we saw in Jacksonville. Urban only had got a four year deal out of it, and that was like under hush hush for a long time until the Jags just said, "Hey, we're not going to uh, <laughs> to, to pay him. We're, we're firing due to cause." We only found out it was a four year deal. <laughs> Rule getting a seven year deal out of being a college coach. Yeah, like, but let's be realistic. Man. There was zero percent chance that Urban. Meyer was going to last four years on that deal. Even he knew it when he signed it. Yeah. yeah. But was, wasn't this uh, just shortly after John Gruden signed a 10-year deal over in Vegas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, but I, I think no, five years is the right window. But nobody looks at Mark Davis and like, this guy's this guy's got it together. He's going to sign this coach for the right amount of years. <laughs> when, I, when I look at Mark Davis, I think long-term commitment. Yeah. Like, that's a guy I do. you want to cuddle up to yeah. for a long time. He's a guy that – he's not just hiring coach, a coach. It's in his contract. You ought to also be his friend. So it, it's worth every penny because you gotta you gotta attend di- dinners. You see him on the sidelines when he eats peanuts, like the way that the way that he chews like a muskrat. Like there's like a, yeah. oh man, like a small marsupial. And believe yeah, it or not, I mean, folks, this guy has had a lot of sex, weird, gross sex with women we couldn't possibly dream of. Uh, that's that's the life of a millionaire, I suppose. But I want you to just look at this picture of of rule for a second. Um, he. Just Google Matt Rule right now and look at what he's always wearing. He's always just wearing a T-shirt or like some fucking. It's it's like not even like a good polo, like a good Panthers polo. It's like a polo you pick up at like Walgreens, like in a local Charlotte Walgreens or from like a a, a Kmart Walgreens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a shitty off brand like polo. He just always looks dressed down. He, he always he looks like he's coming off like a bender, a poor, like like a poor college athlete. Yes, he just like he's he, always wearing team gear. He looks like you're, you're dating like a hot girl, and and like to get to him, you have to date her slow brother. That looks like that's Matt Rule. Like, <laughs> uh, can you take my brother Matt to a to a to a baseball game? Oh, baseball! That, that that's, that's what he looks like. Look at this guy. <laughs> He, he just does not look like he's prepared for the moment. But what what are you, what are your guys' thoughts on Matt Rule? Oh, not that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind him as an offensive guy. I think he's he's one of those coaches. Yeah, we see a lot. I think the head coach position in the NFL right now is really young, offensive mind heavy, um, offensive game planners, guys who have systems and schemes and shit. He needs a strong defensive coordinator to be successful. I think. Yeah, I agree. And Bye, Paul. I, he, need, he, needs they, fr- they, they he needs a. They thought. 
they thought Stephen Gilmore or Stephen Gilmore was going to be the solution. Hasn't worked out so far. Well, no. they, they also, I mean, they were they looked like they had a they were they were winning some games there when Sam Darnold looked good. So, uh, I don't think that he's really an offensive guy, though. I don't really know that he's an offensive or a defensive guy. Um, Joe Brady was the offense coordinator there, so they they fired him, and he had a lot of success at LSU and previously with New Orleans as a you know on quarterbacks coach and all that other kind of stuff. So. I don't think I think it's too early to judge Rule because he's had Cam Newton and uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold as his quarterbacks, and let's face it, he inherited a really bad team. I mean, Cam. I think no. Cam Newton lost ten yeah. games in a row the year before he departed and before he took over this team. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction. That clearly a terrible move with Gilmore this year. I mean, that was just fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, well, how bad is it that they? You know, you could have. Uh, Drafted Justin Fields instead yeah. front, of the front office issues. Jason, Don't Jason blame Warren. it all on Matt Rule. Blame it on the front office. I mean, they, they haven't Michael had Parsons. many good picks. That's kind of hindsight analysis because they they were bringing in Sam Darnold and people thought Sam Darnold could play. As it turns out, Sam Darnold is fucking horrible. Uh, he's really really bad. But at the time, they thought he could play. For, I mean, it's not like he was old. He's like 24, 25 years old going over to the Panthers. So they thought they had their guy. I think they have a tough decision to make, and they need to really like look themselves in the mirror and, and kind of be shrewd and say, "Can we depend on Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy?" Yeah. For yeah, me, no. the answer is no, because I'm no. not in that system, and I don't have to worry about a talent like that. And I mean, you don't want to be wrong; you don't want him to go somewhere else and be successful and look dumb. But at the same time, like facts are facts. Like guys hey. in his situation with his injuries at his stature don't tend to figure out how to stay healthy. I mean, they got the six pick. Uh, right now in the draft, at least in the draft order. So, like, they've got some draft capital and make some moves. It, now's the year to make that decision. Do they want to go more well, running they back? Traded, Do they want to go quarterback? To the Jets, so. Oh, never mind then. Scratch that one. Yeah, I mean, so the they, Jets will have, what, the fifth and the sixth round pick? No, the Jets will have their second round pick. Yeah, it's... I, listen, I they they there it was rumored that they were shopping McCaffrey around midseason. Big mistake not dumping that guy. I mean, I, I, I truly think that McCaffrey, he's such a special player when he's on the field, but how how long is he gonna be able to stay on the field? Um it was a bad pick from the beginning. You, you don't you don't draft running backs that high. Look at Leonard Fournette and McCaffrey. They both went too high in that draft. You just don't see running backs going that high anymore. And but I don't you think you're gonna see it for a long down time. And pay him. Yeah. You especially don't double down and pay him. Yep. And they fucked yeah, the whole running back market with that contract, by the way. Well, that's wasn't that girly that girly one was one of the first ones that really started resetting it. Yeah, um, it's just too too much money at, at the position. Obviously, there's you, you understand why they want to get that money, but there a lot of carries, a lot of touches. You know. Well, then it was then it was reset yeah. again with Mixon and Cook both taking uh, deals significantly lower and than Alvin the Kamara rest of and Kamara. Yeah, so like it, it transitioned a little bit back, but I. Yeah, running backs should not be valued high in the draft, nor should they get big contracts anymore. It's a dual running back I mean, system, and there's they have a small shelf life. I'll, I'll set up, you know, Drew for a victory lap here because I think this is probably his, his best player comp he's had as far as a draft player. He's Reggie Bush. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's dynamic. He's a, he's electric with the ball in his hand, but he's not on the field enough. Yep. And dude, since since this photo shoot, how many games has he played since the GQ photo shoot? <laughs> The GQ photo shoot brought him down. That is, is the end like of five. Him. It was the end know. of him. I mean, I was embarrassed for him. Like I'm, I, I'm not one of these like toxic masculine dudes. It's like, you can't, that photo shoot was fucking bananas. I would have drawn the line maybe at the scarf. 
the pink scarf around the neck. Like, okay, maybe that's something that you shoot in private for your wife, but you're a fucking NFL <laughs> running back. You have to, you have to scare people every Sunday. Nobody was afraid of him from that point on. Wait, wait, who, whose photo shoot is better? His or Baker Mayfield when he did it for Bentley with the tiger shirtless, hairy, Baker's you know, definitely and skinny jinx. Baker's, Baker's, Baker's a cartoon badass. character though. Everything he does is great. Dude, Baker's photo shoot was badass with a tiger. You kidding me? Dude, Fucking CMC, he's like sunbathing out in like a in like a tropic wilderness. Like there's not so a hair bad. on that chest. Where'd it yeah. go? I mean, I get it, dude. Like we get it. You're a good looking, dude. Nobody doubted that. But that photo shoot was cringe as fuck. I mean, I come on. He burns his hair off his chest. Shame that shit on your OnlyFans. It was it was cringy as shit. It it, it seemed like <laughs> some some photos that leaked from like his cloud that he didn't want getting out that he like shot privately for his wife. Like, that was bad. He's been terrible ever since. So how about um, <clears throat> what we're looking forward to seeing next week or what, what we need to be watching next week? I mean, there's a, the, most of the playoffs kind of are shaken out a little bit. There's still some seating to work out, but the most important stuff to happen, um, San Francisco is winner in. The Saints need to win and have San Francisco lose, and San Francisco plays the Rams. So, I mean... What do you guys think happens there? So oh. what's gonna so what's gonna happen is the 49ers are going to lose and the Saints are absolutely gonna beat the Panthers. Um but Shanahan I, I, owns McVeigh. Yeah, they've won the last five against LA. That's absolutely true. Um however, this is Stafford has been regressing. Yes, I get it. But now all of a sudden you've got Trey Lance who looked absolutely awful in the first half against the Texans. Really bad Texans team. Even the second half where he threw some touchdown passes, they were off the mark. They were behind, behind the ball player. He had one good touchdown pass. I'll give it to when he, when he threw it to Debo. But he just does not look sharp and he can't run the ball. Um, UCL, which is, by the way, it's it's like in the middle of like your thumb. It's the same injury that Drew Brees had. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back from. That is not a good injury to have or to recover from when you're throwing the ball. So neither quarterback situation is going to be good there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, does LA have something to play for here? I mean, from a seeding perspective? Yes. They do. They do. They so do. yeah, they, so they're, they, they, they are going to play hard. They're going to definitely too. play hard. I, I think LA is going to come back and actually win this one. And I think, and I think that at this point, the Saints going to be playing for their lives. They're going to be invigorated, and the Panthers are just garbage. So I think it's, I think it's well, set in stone. They're, they're playing against Atlanta. So uh, the Falcons are like the worst team in DVOA, uh, despite not actually having an awful record, um, just playing above their heads kind of thing. I could totally see Atlanta beating New Orleans. It's probably not likely in this game. Um, but I would think the, the San Francisco has a better chance of, uh, of beating the Rams um, to get it in, if they if they get in, they have to get they have to bit, win that game. It, if the 49ers win, it's going to be on defense primarily. They've got a solid defense. It's going to be on turnovers. So if Matt Stafford continues to do his turnovers, they have a chance. But if Matt but, Stafford just cleans up and plays an okay game, it's going to be LA all day. But but they can really run the ball. So it's true. Mostert's out. They they got they got hit by the COVID bug. I think the, their safety ward is out. Uh, you know, captain. So 49ers have a lot of people. That are going to be out. That's going to be tough. So nothing's boding well for the Niners right now. Yeah. That, that, what do you guys think? Who gets in? It's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the Rams losing because it, it, it's huge. Like they have to come out and firing because you're looking at what the either the two seed or the five seed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But for me, the game I'm—I mean, that, I'm most interested in that game because it's gonna be sweet. But like this Chargers Raiders game, like it's it's kind of fun for me. Like two kind of weird teams that I like like sweethearts, sweetheart on, and they're battling each other to see who's who's in and who's out. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. I'll tell I'll tell I you mean, what teams your, your, I don't want to see. Got a chance to get in. The the rate the Raiders would be a travesty if the Raiders made it in. It's, it's just not a talented team. Uh, their, their best wide receiver is Hunter Renfro, and God bless him. Like he's he's a he's a really good player. He's going to play in the league for a really long time. He's just not a wide receiver one. He, he's 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 a really good slot receiver. But this team he's is Julian Edelman. Yeah, he, he's, he's a really he's, he's going to be a really good player. And and I I I talked the most high of of Hunter Renfro. I've loved the guy since college, and I was I was shocked when he fell as far as he did in the draft. I uh, kind of wish the Vikings would have went for him, but he's just, a, you know, he's just not all, he's not going to be able to carry you in a playoff yeah. game. Uh, that's a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. And I, and honestly, all the teams that are out of it right now, Steelers and the Ravens, like these just aren't playoff caliber teams for me on the AFC. Keep it exactly where it is. Chargers, Colts, Pats, and Bills. Um, that's, that, that's gotta be the, the squad. I think if, if we actually want some really entertaining games in the first round. Yeah, my preference would be for it to, for the most part, remain the same, especially in the AFC there, um, because I want to see uh, Herbert in the playoffs. Um, but that's just me. And then who who wants to see Taysom Hill in the playoffs too on the NFC side? I, 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 the Saints nope. are the Saints. Nobody wants to see the Saints in the playoffs. So I think everyone wants the 49ers. And and I think if the, if, the, if those teams make it in, I think we're in for a really fucking great playoff, especially in the NFC side. I mean, it's it's going to be a bloodbath. The Cardinals as a fifth seed. Like going into the NFC, that's gonna be wild. And I mean, we've seen it with the Cardinals. I mean, if they can, if they can find some of their identity from the beginning of the season, and just they could certainly play upset. I mean, they 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 can they can beat anybody when they're hot. So they're gonna be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, it's it's. I'm excited as hell for playoffs, man. We're almost there. Me too. Still, it's a historic week. Nonetheless, yep. Obviously, it's the first 18th week of the regular season, so that's fun in its own right. Yep. Um, you know, just another week for beers and uh, shipping out some dollars. And, well, so all you- all the L's that the NFL has been taking with their shitty rule impl- implementation and taunting and all this, big W, huge fucking W to whoever came up with the seven team playoff system. It's the best thing the NFL has done in so long. I think they did it almost out of desperation because of COVID. Um, but for or whatever reason they decided to do it, biggest W the NFL has had in a really long time. That first wild card week with six fucking games, dude. That's that that is that Including is the ultimate. That's the ultimate yeah. serotonin rush for me. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Because I think it's it's done not only that, but it's also made the one the, having only one buy has made the top teams more competitive. Yeah, having more teams be. I mean, the seventh spot, you know, there's more teams in range of it. It's mm-hmm. it's made an extra two or three games this weekend relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Less people resting. You're right. That that mm-hmm. is a great point. And it's it's absolutely playing out. I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. pumped then, for it. But to Drew's point, we get six games next weekend. Six mm-hmm. games and, and the best part is it's not like NFL a normal NFL Sunday where you have to watch like red zone and you have to like kind of scatter your brains. It's each individual game, which is so fucking great. And I, I love to be able to hone in and just watch a game. Like I, I like red zone as much as the other guy. I don't really like it sometimes, and and sometimes I just like to watch a game and be able to you know see it progress as it progresses. And it's gonna be hard as fuck because guys, I just started uh, dry January a couple days ago. 
The only day I'm going to break it is for the is for is for the I know. Well, the Vikings are in the playoffs, so it's going to be easier. Uh, the only day I'm going to break it is for the Lightning game. But yeah, dry January. It was hilarious. Done. I was just getting ready to propose. It's like you know what? I, I selfishly for us, I think it's better because everybody's watching the same game. It's not like you put a meme up and people aren't watching the game. They have no idea. Like it's one like steady flow of national consciousness. I was going to say we all get together, drink a bunch, and make some memes, but. Oh. You fucked it up. I mean, to be honest, I mean, listen to this podcast now. We're not we're not going to have to publish a disclaimer afterwards to maybe not listen to it because I'm too drunk. So uh, let, 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 let's just say let's just say December got a little bit out of hand for the old uh, for the old Drew unit for the old liver. So a so couple couple more things here before we get out of here. Um, who's who's the MVP? So I have a I, I'll start because I have a very strong opinion on this. If Jonathan Taylor is not in consideration for MVP this year, I am on the train officially that we need a quarterback award and an everybody else award. It should happen regardless. No fucking, there's no point. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor has 2,100 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns today. Yep. He has one more week in a game that they're going to be playing for something. He's probably going to get to 23, 22, you know, 23, 50, 22 touchdowns. He's having a stellar year carrying that team single-handedly without him that team is not a playoff team period if that's not the def- definition of an mvp like let's just rename it it, it doesn't matter you know I'm, i actually have some very strong opinions here as well uh i'll just start this by saying it's aaron Rodgers. but so you know you, you bring up jonathan taylor right so and he's having this incredible year and he wasn't even fucking sniffing what derrick henry was doing so like it, you'd feel bad for henry for like this to be the one year to run him back Right. I think for me, my biggest issue is we're about to watch Cooper Cup break two single season receiving records, and he's not even like like they they just slid his name there kind of at the end, but he's not even in contention. And I get like receivers kind of have, but he's breaking two fucking records. Like it's yeah. that's Dude, impressive. What he's doing is incredibly impressive. He's like three hundred <laughs> yards better than the next best wide receiver. It, yep. well, it's insane. Like, well, yeah, when you, when you talk gaps, you have Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor have separated themselves, but you, you start breaking down like quarterbacks and everyone's still like in that pocket. So like for me, that's big. I'm obviously great quarterbacks are the, you know, the reason the drive the MVP, but it's just like just two things that kind of irk me a little bit or Cup I find interesting. Is, Cup is the focal point of that Rams offense, right? He's won he so many games for them. Robert Woods. He had injuries to their run to their running backs all throughout the season. There's been a cavalcade rotating cast of them. Matt Stafford has been up and down. The one consistency that they've had all season is Cooper Cup. He's been dominant uh, as a force. There's not a single guy on the planet that can cover him, not even Jalen Ramsey, the best corner in the game. Um, and they play on the same team. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, know. No, I, I have my, like, the way I think it should be, which is, like, Jonathan Taylor 1, Cooper Cup 2, then we'll start talking about Aaron Rodgers and Brady. And then I have my, like, functioning rational brain. It's like, okay, I know it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Like, I accept that, but, like, at the same time, I don't. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, it, it's <laughs> tough. So I'll, I'll put mine into three categories is – the one I want to win is Cooper Cup because he's put in an amazing season together. About you mentioned, about to win two, two, you know, two records there. The one that should win it, Jonathan Taylor, just what his his full body work and what he's done for that team. He's pretty much been the entire offense, and he's so electric, so cool to watch, and and literally the most valuable player for that. And team. And even when even when Wentz is like doing nothing and they're stacking the box, 
Oh no, it, nine in the box. He's still busting it out and can. Like, and it's like, it's yards. like vintage AP, but can actually produce in the passing game. He's so fun. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> and then, of course, the one who's actually going to win it is going to be Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be boring. And Aaron Rodgers is going to just you know kind of take it all in, but like not like take it in. Be like, oh yeah, I won the MVP. You know, no big deal. Just like you know, kind of a kind of saying dick that he is. But anyways, that's probably how it's going to shake out. But those are kind of my three suggestions. I mean, guys, it's it's not even close. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. It, the, the, you want to talk the most valuable player for their team? It's Aaron Rodgers. This guy didn't just win the NFC; he fucking dominated it. They've lost two games this year. One was Week One against the Saints after Aaron Rodgers missed the entire offseason, came back rusty, and the Saints. Let's let's face it; the Saints started off hot as fuck this year. Uh, the other game was the the game that Aaron Rodgers missed. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, the 35 to 4 touchdown interception ratio. This guy has lost receivers. He's gotten COVID. He's played with a broken toe, and, and there's nobody that makes fun of that injury more than I do. Uh, but let, let's face it, this guy, he's the best. He's If, if you were going to pick one up. player right now this year, who, who, who are you going to pick in the entire NFL for your team it's Aaron Rodgers. He's he's playing the best. He's the best in the business. He's the best player in the league. He is the MVP. I, I want to bring up one other name, uh, and this is a guy who's not going to win it this year, but is almost certainly going to win one in the future, and that's Remember? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow yeah. deserves to be somewhat in this conversation with what he's done because that team absolutely would not be where they are if they did not have him. Agreed. Yep, they do I, have yeah. one of the most talented wide receiving core in the uh, in the league. So yeah, but... That. They have but very average seen, defense. Do they, yeah. though? Like Boyd and Higgins? Like, those are guys who are, are capable, but they need a quarterback. Those aren't guys who are producing with, with fucking Mannion. We are uh, chasing then U- Uzama at tight end, which might have been one of the most. Yeah, you know, he had an, he Uzama? Had an awesome have you seen that guy play? He looks like a lead <laughs> soldier. He, he, had a, he had a really sick one game. Okay, He's with terrible. that one game, like, Baltimore in top five in tight end. Because there's, like, the scarcity of tight ends are just. Uzama is horrible. I, just watch that guy play. He literally looks like he has lead in his shoes. He's, he's not a good player. But, yeah, you're right. Dude, Joe Burrow, 4,600 yards. 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He went through a rough patch uh, in the middle of the year where he was pretty average. But I think he's gone through injuries. The dude's tough as fucking nails. I mean, there, there's nobody that I root for harder that doesn't play on the Vikings than Joe Burrow, I'll tell you that. If, if you're a cigar manufacturer, you need to get this guy on on your ads because guess yeah, I, what? Like that, the, him smoking a cigar after just tearing up an offense and, and celebrating his wide receivers is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Sign that man up to a deal, whoever whoever's making cigar. And, and whether or not he means it, I just love that he knows what to say. Like after a game, guy takes a cheap shot at him. He's like, oh, this is football. It's like. I know you're fucking pissed, but like mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's the right thing to say, dude. Like, who, yeah, who who does he talk about the most in his press conferences? His teammates. He's the ultimate fucking teammate, dude. He's just the ultimate guy. I if you don't like Joe Burrow, like I like, how can you not like Joe Burrow? Seriously, the guy is that Talladega Nights? Like if you don't like Big Red, fuck you. Seriously, if you don't like Joe Burrow, fuck you. Fuck you. Straight up, if you don't like Joe Burrow, fuck you. Or give me a better reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, how could you not like this guy? I want him to marry my sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's one of these dudes. Like, you you would if you had a daughter, you'd be like, oh man, I want him to marry Joe Burrow. That guy, he's he's incredible. And he and I glad his talent is is catching up to his personality, unlike Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I feel like the, those kids would be like really awkward looking, or like just like supermodels. Like there's really no in between. <laughs>
They, uh, yeah, honestly, all, all the young quarterbacks, too. You know, there's a stretch there that you wouldn't think that Herbert might can still throw for 5,000 yards and almost 40 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, a lot, of, a lot of young quarterbacks, like, we're starting – I think we're just really starting to expect, like, dominant performances by everyone every single week that even when they're dominant, we don't know – like, doesn't reflect as much. Um, but I know that uh, two, like, kind of fun stats, I think, that I saw, got to read today was the one with Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't throw an interception – like the fourth time he's had like 30 uh, over 500 passes and four or less picks it'd be the fourth time and no quarterbacks ever done it once um and then uh after this game tomorrow uh this weekend uh matthew stafford would have thrown the ball to the one first and second all of uh, most receiving yards between cup and uh, calvin johnson in a season and interesting fun facts to watch for the for the weekend yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers never has to come back in games because he never makes fucking mistakes. They, he, he's had that comeback in so few games this year. The guy's the guy's incredible, man. I mean, he's he's something else, and they're 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 catching stride. And I think Green Bay's. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL. I think they're the they're the, they're the team to beat in the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we might have been off a little bit on the uh, the statistical output from Aaron Rodgers, but remember preseason we said he's going to come in, win MVP, win a fucking Super Bowl, and say "fuck you, Green Bay, I'm out of here." Well, we're well yeah. on the way towards it. I yep. felt so dumb after Week One after making that. Like I put my <laughs> I, like hard line in the sand, put my foot down. I was like he's going to go on a "fuck you" revenge tour. And after Week One, I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but you know what? Here we are. A couple months later. <laughs> Yep, his t- touchdown interception ratio. The fact that it's getting better is just so bizarre, man. The, the guy's the guy's an absolute freak. But we're gonna do we're gonna finish this off with some New Year's at resolutions. So we got five guys, five different teams. Uh, for a lot of for a lot of us, I think this is gonna turn into a vent fest, um, which is which is great. But New Year's resolutions. What do you want to see out of your team in the coming year? Let's start with Newman. Uh, flip a coin. Which team are you going with? I think it'll be more fun to pick the Jets uh, for this exercise. Okay. So we're we're gonna go with the Jets, uh, and the Jets need to uh, they they need to actually kill the draft this year. Um, that 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 should be you know point one of emphasis for them. But then resolution wise, because they actually did decent in the draft last year, they need to actually sign some free agents that are going to be able to impact this team, uh, so that they're able to you know play a little bit more consistently. And and kind of win some of these games that they're like in it, but give away at, at the end. True. Are you a Slaw so, fan? So 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 go uh, go kind of Cardinals ish with with your free agency, where you bring in some some good quality veterans that know how to win. Do you like um, Do you like Xerxes? Do you like Sala? I I do. I think he's I think he's a good coach. I think uh, that you can see that the the team still fights and plays hard week in and week out, which is an important thing for a team that's super that's not super talented, um, but is super young. And so I think uh, you know, moving forward, you know, I think I think he can get them to where they want to be. Come, come, Leonidas, let us reason together. But I am a generous God. <laughs> All right, who who wants to go next? Marcus, let's hear it. Well, we already know my New Year's resolution won't come to full fruition. Uh Basically, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just want them to fucking stay out of the media for non-football shit. Like, go back, <laughs> stack, stack the like, go back to like Steeler football, man. Get get some assholes on the offensive line. 
like no stupid drama. Like just make it all about football. Get the lock. Get, the locker room needs to like be in order, and they need to be in a single plan because they've got more like uh, other outside of the Raiders. They've got like the more dra- most drama out of anything. Just avoid all that shit. Get back to good football. Back to good football. And, and trade coaches for Brian Flores. Derek, what's good? <laughs> So for New England, I mean, I, I appreciate the genius of Bill Belichick. Obviously, the best coach in the history of the, of the sport. There's no way around it. I, I think Josh McDaniels is, is amazing as a coordinator. But I think these are guys who just, they get a little cocky. They get a little, like, they're the smartest guy in the room and they know it. Go out and get a fucking playmaker. Like, don't think that you can scheme everything up. You can have a bunch of role players. Like, go get a goddamn playmaker. I don't care On if which you side trade. Of the ball? Uh, preferably offense. Go like go trade for a wide receiver. You can't draft them. You're fucking terrible at drafting them. <laughs> go trade for a bona fide talent at wide receiver, or even on the on the defensive secondary, or a pass rusher. Like just go get a blue chip player at a premium position. Let's stop piecemealing this shit together. Like you can't out scheme everybody. You need talent sometimes. <laughs> for sure, Trevor. All right. So the 49ers, <clears throat> um, it's. It's no surprise uh, or, or maybe surprise some people that uh, they've had the most people on the IR the last three years. Uh, just completely, you know, their team has been completely devastated um, through the injury reserve and through injuries. So please, dear God, uh, fire Dustin Perry, their strength and conditioning coach, and get someone who can actually, like, keep these people healthy uh, because this is a very talented team and that if, if they can stay healthy, can put together a very solid season. This is a team that... Use Jimmy Garoppolo to make it to the uh, to the Super Bowl. Like, come on! Like, you don't need a great quarterback to make something happen. You just need to keep the rest of your solid team healthy to make a good run at it. So, please, Dustin Perry, get the fuck out of San Francisco. I I thought you were going completely different with that. I saw your eyes light up, and I thought you were going to say like, "Take all of you guys with me and get the Infinity Stones and go back and." Snap that fucking stupid ass trade we made for Trey Lanza. Oh, <laughs> just pick it. That would be the easy, where we were at. Like, easy. You know you could. Out. You know you could have had him at twelve, right? Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna. <laughs> yeah. say, I thought you were gonna say um, take Kyle Shanahan's uh, personnel privileges away. Oh yeah, front office. Yeah, there's yeah. Give it to Lynch, but no, no. Like seriously, like we didn't. None of that doesn't even matter. Keep people healthy. This team can make a Super Bowl playoff. Like, that is the common denominator with this team. Like, yes, Trey Lance is absolute garbage. It was the worst pick ever. And Shanahan should potentially be fired if he didn't have a great offensive mind. He definitely would have been. But and that's neither here or there. This Dustin Perry guy, I, the more I read about him, the more I, I'm sick. Like, please, let's keep these guys healthy. Yeah, for the Vi- right. for the Vikings, it's it's very simple. Um, you need to fire Mike Zimmer and then – it's time to fire whoever hasn't fired Mike Zimmer two months ago. This guy is an absolute fucking cancer, and and yes, I I believe now I believe now that that Spielman needs to go as well. The guy the guy has put in great personnel, he's put in great players, but the fact that he's allowed this freak show to go on for as long as it does, I don't know if you saw the post game presser after the Packers game. I I have never seen a more unprofessional display from a coach in my entire life. He basically took the quarterback that they drafted in the third round and that's it's or it was early in the third round they invested a lot in Kellen Mond like whatever you whatever you think about the guy it's just shit all over him they ask him what do we want to see Kellen Mond next week not particularly why and they go why not coach do you not just want to see what he has and he says I see him every day 
So basically saying, I know he sucks. I don't care what your thoughts are on Kellen Mond. How fucking unprofessional is that? You don't throw any players on your team under the bus. And the more that I'm reading, the more that it's obvious that he hasn't liked Kellen Mond from the start. And so his choice has just been to not even attempt to develop this guy. He's he's a fucking uh, egomaniac. He's a coward in a lot of ways. And the fact that he tries to, to hold himself like Bill Belichick in these press conferences, like he's this guru who doesn't have to answer for his shitty actions. Like Bill Belichick, no, you don't have to answer any of these coy questions from the press because you've fucking done it before. Zimmer's never done anything. He's an embarrassment. Guess what? When's the, when's the last time the Vikings defense has been good? Our defensive guru fucking is terrible at his job. And I don't think he should ever coach in this league again because after what he's done, built up this coaching staff, built 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 upon nepotism and cronyism, he's hired his friends and his friends' kids. It's a fucking embarrassing display. If this guy ever gets the reign of, a, of an NFL franchise, please Bears, please Bears, please Bears. <laughs> what, whatever team that is needs to be absolutely fucking embarrassed of themselves for not looking what has happened for the last two years. This is a guy that I respected and loved when he came in the, in the Viking organization and there was a time when he took a terrible Vikings team and made them hard-nosed and made them aggressive. But that time is over. This, this league has passed him by. He's still coaching like it's 1996 he's a fucking embarrassment and needs he needs to be fired and out on his ass not after next week not on black monday but today take him out of the building and make it known that fuck you for what you've done this season he has taken a great roster and has squandered a great window for the vikings fuck mike zimmer yeah, yeah th- that that mon thing like triggered me because it's like okay even if you didn't agree with the pick you've had six months with him if he's not startable in a meaningless game in week 18, that's your fucking fault. He's an embarrassment. Yeah. He's an, honestly, he's, he's an embarrassment. I, I will say when, when you, when you type in Mike Zimmer to your Google, or this just could be my Google thing. The first thing that pops up is Mike Zimmer's girlfriend. That should yep. not be the first thing that pops up when you, when you put in your Google search, uh, a head coach for the NFL football league that your girlfriend is showing up. Who's See, like for, a daily IG model. Like come for on. me, it's Mike Zimmer cameo. Cause I was looking into getting Drew a nice Christmas. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn you, Google. You know me too much. Yep. Yep. Man, that, uh, that would have been too much. That would have been... A w- <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. I, I Listen, you guys know me, and, and I, I used to love Mike Zimmer. They, whatever happened to the guy, he's not the same person. There's something not going right in him mentally, and, yeah, fucking around with this Instagram model. Like, grow up, dude. Grow up. You're a yeah, weird looking you're, old man. Go grow up and go go get go get a fucking eight like like you could totally do and nobody would doubt you for. Like, oh, Mike Zimmer's wife is hot. Not a fucking Instagram model, but she's hot. And everyone be like, Yeah, that's normal. You're dating a fucking perfect ten. What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> red flag, red flag. Red flag, red yeah. flag. And, and save the Belichick cosplay until you have a Super Bowl under your belt. Exactly. <laughs> he, he he tries to act like Belichick and he's not Belichick and everyone around him hates him. I think there's gonna be some stories that come out after he gets fired. He's he sucks. I hate him. But any other closing remarks? I mean, I heard that? Matt Nagy's supposed to be out uh, after this week. So yeah, the Matt, race is on. Nagy's out. Uh, Zimmer's out. NFC North's gonna be wide open. Dan Campbell. That's the type of guy I want, man. A guy that you want to fucking play for. 
And I, Dan Campbell will never be Mike Zimmer. He's always going to be Dan Campbell. Say what you want about Dan Campbell. Like, that guy is the fucking man. Who, who wouldn't want Who wouldn't want to play for Dan Campbell? Well, they, uh, they, they better move fast because I know Peterson's already talking with the Jags. Or I read that he was, so... What, he Patrick Peterson? Over there. No, no um, Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson. Oh, Doug, is he really? <laughs> yeah, Jag ja- ja- ja should get Byron Leftwich. I think he would be a great QB uh, mentor for Trevor Lawrence and uh, obviously played there for the Jags. So would love to see that for the Jags, even though I hate him. So they don't deserve it. Yeah, my, my top pick is Biennemi, by the way, for the Vikings. All right, any other closing remarks? All right, fellas, from all of us here at the Sports Memory, this is Drew, Trevor, Marcus, Newman, and Derek shutting it down.